Welcome to the Unleash Your Inner Bold podcast. Get ready to learn new ways to think differently about growth, leadership, and your brain. I'm your host, Barbara Gustafson. Let's get started. So welcome. I'm excited for our conversation because a topic that comes up with some of my clients, but a lot of my friends is the topic of ADD. It's something that our society has given a lot of conversation to what it is, what it isn't. And what I've noticed is often I'll be speaking to those in leadership that have struggles with focus, attention, and there's a lot of assumptions made, but I thought it would be really helpful to have a conversation on the ADD leader and how it's affecting people, but also some gifts, some positive things, because that's usually what we don't hear. And I thought it would be incredible to reach out to Amen Clinic. They're the leading medical facility in brain health. And I am just so excited my guest is affiliated with Amen Clinic. So I'm going to share a little bit about her and start an amazing conversation. I know you're going to love what she has to share. So Fallon Jordan has been a devoted brain health educator and collaborator with Amen Enterprises for eight years. And as Dr. Amen's appointed super coach, which I think is the best title ever. She nurtures Amen University's certified brain health professionals worldwide. And for fun, she loves being outdoors, reading and helping families declutter their homes. Fallon, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Yes. So you have a really cool background. Why don't you share more about it and just give us a story what led you to becoming involved with Amen Clinics? It's a very fun story. And I'll just share that, you know, ADD is a real thing. And when we're able to really understand it, which is you know, the utilization of extensive labs and spec scans, then we can do the work of healing the parts of our ADD that hinder us versus making sure that we are honoring and continuing to grow using the gifts, which is creativity, uh, you know, intelligence, uh, independence and thinking. So new ideas, but I mean, from, you know, age two or three, my pediatrician who I saw until I was 19 and he said, I can't see you anymore. So I'm a pediatrician. It was just known. I had ADD. Uh, it was very well known that it came in my family, um, being 35, this is like, you know, mid eighties, early nineties. And there was just no conversation around medication because my doctor was wonderful and knew that that wasn't anything that was going to benefit me. We just had to make it work. I had teachers that my parents knew had the type of personality that I would get excited about and want to please and do a good job. And I kind of rode that out all through school. And so my parents kind of had to take that on. And, you know, growing up in New England, we had the four seasons, which, you know, lots of change, lots of newness, which was great for my ADD because every few months I would, my entire lifestyle and everything that I would do outside when I'm playing was totally different. So I always kind of had those pieces. So when I went to college, which this is very common with women with ADD, uh, going to college and or getting married and starting a family you don't just have the job of being a student anymore. You have to manage your own life, possibly managing other little lives. And you're really responsible for everything besides just your grades. And then that's when things kind of fell apart. And as Dr. Amen discusses, you know, my ADD had morphed into depression, anxiety, and then also PTSD because 
being ADD, very impulsive, very emotional, I made really bad decisions and had some self-inflicted trauma. So just when you look at the typical story in the Healing ADD book by Dr. Amen, which I definitely recommend, I really resonate with pretty much all of that. And him and I have talked about this together on a podcast And then just through the process of really getting to the root causes, which was, you know, concussions, brain imbalances, hormonal imbalances, toxins, vitamin and mineral deficiencies. I've really been able to heal the parts that hinder me and really been able to honor the parts of me that are valuable. You know, being able to hyper-focus is great. Being distracted by things that aren't interested interesting to me now that I know what my purpose mission is. And I only want to give cognitive emotional effort into the right things. Like all of that is great. And it's just kind of crazy to think of it from that perspective. Uh, when I was working with ADD patients and doing intakes, I mean, I met some of the most successful people. I mean, they were CEOs of very financially well-off companies and in general, very happy, excitable people but then you meet with their spouse or their children and they're like, our home life is a disaster because they can't do everything. They can't balance everything. That's why I love doing the decluttering stuff because I started working with ADD families to make sure that they had the best system possible for success. Because when you get distracted easily and, you know, you start doing multiple projects, like it creates a physical environmental mess, which can cause mental clutter to that person and the rest of the people in their home. Um, but through the healing process, it's just been so wonderful for me to get closer to my true authentic self, like becoming more spiritual and letting that kind of be honored along with my ADD and not using it as an excuse because I know all the reasons why I have it. And I'm addressing pretty much all of them bio, psycho, social, spiritually, so that I'm only letting my ADD affect me in a positive manner. Wow. There are so many important (laughs) things you just mentioned. And I just have to be real before we jumped on this call, I was having my own ADD moment and we were having a giggle just because um, that's something I've been diagnosed with too. And you have such an amazing view on it. And I love how you're wording, you know, honoring yourself, not trying to get rid of it or fight it. There's things that we can do to certainly help and manage it. But realizing that, you know, we don't have to use this as an excuse, because I hear so many, I've used it as an excuse lots of times. I'd love to really pull on something that you mentioned. You talked about purpose and mission. I never thought about it until this moment that being clear on that can really help myself with self-management because I do go in a lot of directions. Like I don't have the hyperactivity part, but I do have the distractive component with ideas. Like my head explodes with ideas like simultaneously. (laughs) And so I get very distracted. But when I'm clear on what my purpose and mission is, and I'm thinking in terms of for my business, I have my personal purpose and mission, but also the purpose and mission of a day. For Mm -hmm, me, that feels like important structure to have. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. And I'm so grateful that I get to work from home and I get to honor my natural sleep cycle, which this is a huge takeaway for everybody listening. If you know anyone with ADD, your ADD is 50% worse the day after a poor night's sleep. 50%. If you're an adult, worse. Wow. You need to be getting eight to nine hours. 
I shoot for 10 and I function at a very high level and very rarely do I not do everything on my to-do list, but I know that I have to sleep till a certain time. I have to meditate, exercise, drink a lot of water, and then I jump into my day. And then 75, 80% through my workday is when I do my like 20 minute walk with my puppy. And then the rest of my day just kind of like naturally fades out. And then I transition into relaxation time. I do have my little notebook next to me at all times because what I've learned working with the really amazing special people like you that I do, I kind of get ideas when I'm doing things like this. And so I have to have my notebook next to my computer and my phone. And I will just write down things to make sure that I don't forget. This is a really good idea that I had. And this is what I need to go back and look at. And on Monday mornings, I make sure that nobody reaches out to me or I don't respond before 10 a.m. And that's when I go through this notebook. And then I go through all of snapshots over the weekend on my phone of people that reached out to me that I need to follow up on. And I do that before I do anything else related to my email and other ways for people to communicate with me. And that's a really important thing too, which just, you know, getting distracted and being forgetful. I need to set really strict boundaries. And I've been using this system for the past several months and it's been really helpful. And it's also helped reduce the amount of people reaching out to me on the weekends when I'm not working. Okay. Let me just jump in here really quick because uh, this is something that could be helpful to our listeners, but as for myself as well. So really having a solid morning routine and honoring that. And this piece about having a notebook, I think that's key because what we're needing is really simple systems because I like to be dependable. I like to be on time as I, I was sharing with you in an earlier conversation. But if I'm in an, a distractive state and I'm not using a timer or a system, all time just goes out the window. Like there is no time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just go into my little world and not even know it until 30 minutes later. So can you walk us through just a little bit more? Let's say someone listening is struggling with getting back to people, remembering these little tasks, what they can do. Absolutely. And that's where that line of ADD and anxiety, because they can look a lot alike. And my anxiety is much better, but my like number one anxiety is being late. So for some reason, like I don't struggle with that as much, but there are times I get excited about stuff and I go, you know, or whatever. And it's really just being, you know, I'm very honest and upfront with people. I'm like, Hey, I'm so sorry that I'm running late. I've, you know, panned out plenty of time for us. I'm so sorry. I'm late. And that's it. It doesn't have to be a big conversation. Um, because you know that it's important. The reason you're running late is important. They don't need to know the reason that's not important. Yes. Good, 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 good. I, I've used this phrase and I've, I've shared this more with other people and I'm doing it more myself. Apologize when we've done something, but never apologize for who you are. That's a, a very important distinction. Yes, absolutely. And it's kind of funny because my friends know that I have ADD. I just don't have the lateness component. So whenever I am late, they are always kind of like worried, like what happened? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and it shows in my level of interest in things too, which is why I'm glad that I'm working on only doing things that do bring me joy and live to my authentic self and mission because I will procrastinate and I will be late on things that I really don't want to do. <laughs> ah, yes. 
so talk to me because there, I believe, is a misconception because we believe there's ADD and ADHD. Right. And in reading Dr. Amen's book, he explained that there's, I believe, six or seven subtypes of it. Yes. Share with us some of the misconceptions or the symptoms that a leader needs to be looking for. Absolutely. And so there are seven types. We distinguish those between the SPECT scans. So single proton emission computerized tomography, measuring blood flow and brain activity during a focus task versus at rest. And just so you know, they've changed in the DSM, the diagnostic statistic manual so many times. So it's actually ADHD inattentive or just ADHD. There's actually not really just ADD diagnosis anymore, which is very interesting. You know, I do have the hyper piece. And when I wasn't physically hyper because I was self-medicating, I was mentally hyper. So I think that's something to kind of keep in mind, but yes. So disorganization and span trouble staying focused on tasks, getting halfway or almost finished with something and then walking away from it and maybe just forgetting about it and not being interested anymore, getting very bored easily. Those are some of the common symptoms. So when we're talking about ADD in relationships, you can tend to be more impulsive, more emotional, more sensitive. So that's where a lot of people self-medicate. And I could have easily been diagnosed with a bunch of different stuff other than ADD if I didn't have a doctor who understood ADD, you know, it can look like bipolar sometimes in women. It can look like PTSD. It can look like generalized anxiety disorder. It can look like so many different things when you really get down to the character traits where people struggle. That's where you can see, you know, drinking and smoking marijuana and, you know, being promiscuous. Like those are all symptoms of ADD. And when you are a woman, that creates a lot of problems. You need to get the correct diagnosis. Yes. So if someone's not able to do a spec scan, uh, which I've been blessed, I've been able to do that. And um, they've been able to show exactly. And, and it turns out I have several types. I believe it's three combined, which makes for an interesting concoction. Uh, I have is, six. Oh, okay. okay. So yeah, we're fun, aren't we? So we if are. someone, yeah, if someone's not able to do a spec scan, um, there is like, there's some great books like Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. I know some of other Dr. Amen's book goes through explaining, you mentioned healing ADD, just so when, so someone could really start taking a look at the symptoms to see if that's a good starting point. Let's talk about the gift because that's a hurdle that I had to get through because when you've grown up with uh, ADD or learning disability, there's a stigma, there's this label. And people don't like to be pigeonholed or labeled. Yes, it's important to get a diagnosis to get the help, but sometimes there's some self-esteem issues. And that's something I've been through, but I've realized there is a gift in ADD. Like, I feel like that's where my creativity comes from. That's why I'm able to connect people, collaborate with them, get their ideas out. I'd love to hear your perspective on this. Absolutely. I love talking about this. Yeah. So if you look at some of the data, people with ADD do tend to have higher IQs. And back to the self-esteem thing, that is a huge piece. So when you understand, wow, like I, my brain works differently than other people. I have wonderful ideas. I think differently. And when I find something that makes sense to me, I go for it. That's why there's so many CEOs and leaders that have ADD and they might not have done that great in school, but they figured out what it was that they 
you know, were gifted, whether it was just through their own thoughts or divine intervention or however you want to look at it. But that's something that's so important to keep in mind is, I mean, I really have met some of the most fun, successful, happy people that have ADD and they just really, you know, had some other areas of their life that it affected that they wanted to make better. And I will let you know, there is a free test online, ADD type test, because not everyone is going to read a book. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Um, And then ADD in intimate relationships is another book by Dr. Amen that is wonderful for spouses. Any couple I did ADD coaching with, it was, that was the number one thing that I wanted them to look at and study together. Cause it really just gives you a perspective different than probably anybody else would. Yes. I love that. And I think one of my biggest breakthroughs and I realized that there's nothing wrong with me. Like this is a challenge is a struggle, but innately with me as a person, there's nothing wrong with me. I don't need to be fixed yet. I can make my life a whole lot better if I Absolutely. learn some of these tools and, and tips. And it's really freeing to detach from that stigma or identity that sometimes we do feel. So I love the work that you're doing and and the perspective you're sharing, because I I feel like that gives people more hope and we can take a topic that's very heavy for people and make it a little lighter and realize it's okay. And we are unique and we can make this. And we all have our insecurities, ADD or not ADD. That's true. You know, part of your human experience is ADD and let's make the most of it and help. Yes, exactly. So if you could give an encouraging piece of advice or any other tips, what would it be? Definitely giving yourself grace. Um, I will definitely remind everybody about the sleep component because that's so crucial. And then definitely reducing sugar. That's a huge, huge piece and it can cause ADD symptoms to also get significantly worse. Okay. So quick thing on sugar, should people completely eliminate it at first or just cut back gradually? What do you recommend? It really depends on the person. Cause a lot of people like me with ADD, they're like all or nothing, which thankfully I'm getting a little bit better because that I usually stick to something for three weeks and then give it up. So for me, I gradual was the best thing. And it was really just substituting everything that I possibly could in my kitchen. And, um, just reading labels and then just kind of going from there. And then once you don't have it for a while, you'll notice it sneaking in. Like if you sneak a dessert that you don't know what it, what's in it, like you're going to get something. You're going to either going to be in a slump. You're not going to sleep as well. You're going to get grumpy. So it's really affirming when you do start eliminating it to see the difference that it makes. Good, good. So where can people connect with you? So they can definitely look at me on Facebook, Fallon Jordan. And then my Instagram is brain health, super coach. I'm also on LinkedIn and then there, like I can, you know, email you and we can schedule a call or however you think I can help. Great. And you definitely are super coach. Like I have learned so much from you in the few months that I've known you. So when you think of the phrase inner bold, what comes to mind for you personally? So when you even say that, like, I feel like I almost visualize my heart being a sun and it being brighter. I love that. I'm so visual. And that's like one of my guests with ADD because my auditory is not that great. But yeah, I just, I literally just feel like a brightening and a growth and an expansion where I can offer more hope and healing for people. 
Well, you definitely are a bright light. So thank you so much for joining us. And if you're listening and you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, go ahead and do so. And you'll know when new episodes are available. And while you're at it, jump over and give us a review so other listeners can find us easily. So thank you and see you next time. Be well, everyone.